Interested in learning about wine, but not sure where to start? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Cork and Fizz Guide to Wine podcast. I'm your host, Haley Bullman, and I'm so glad you're here. I'm a wine enthusiast turned wine educator and founder of the Seattle-based wine tasting business, Cork and Fizz. It is my goal to build your confidence in wine by making it approachable and lots of fun. You can expect to learn everything from how to describe your favorite wine to what to pair with dinner tonight and so much more. Whether you're a casual wine sipper or a total cork dork like myself, this podcast is for you. So grab yourself a glass and let's dive in. One of the hardest things when it comes to wine is choosing the right bottle to buy. I don't think there's any other area of the grocery store that has so many options to choose from. And then that's just at the grocery store, let alone walking into a wine shop. I mean, you are not alone if you get overwhelmed, like so overwhelmed with choosing a bottle to buy that you just end up buying the same bottle every time. Don't worry, I've been there. When I first tasted wine, I have this memory. I went out to, well, I was tasting wine before, but (laughs) when I first started kind of buying wine for myself, I ended up buying the same bottle of Nobilo Sauvignon Blanc. If you ever had this great wines from New Zealand, it's great like 10 bucks, I think, at the grocery store. But I bought this wine because I remember my husband and I went out, we were visiting some of his family that lived near here. And they served this wine with dinner. And it was great. So I took a picture of it and then proceeded to buy it every time I visited the grocery store. And that was the wine we had with pretty much any dinner that we sipped on whenever we wanted wine. Like, I kept it simple. But the thing was, I was missing out on so many other options. So... Today, I'm going to share with you my top tips for buying wine, both in a small wine shop and at your local grocery store or big box store. I know not all states allow wine to be sold at the grocery store, so think either your local liquor, whoa, that's a tongue twister, local liquor store (laughs) or like a big box store like Total Wine or BevMo. So I'll have tips for both. We're going to do it in two parts here. But if there's one thing, if there's just one thing I could tell you, is rather than looking at trying new wine as like a test, right? I feel like we're all worried like we have to choose the right one and what if we're wrong? Instead of thinking it like this, I want you to think about choosing a wine as similar to trying a new dish at a restaurant, right? When you go to a new restaurant or even when you go to the same restaurant that you've been to, it's a lot more fun when you try different dishes. I mean, imagine if you only ever ate chicken nuggets. I mean, I love chicken nuggets. Do not get me wrong. But could I eat them for every meal? I I just don't think so, right? So you need a little bit of variety, and I want you to think about that with wine, right? So when you see something on the menu that looks exciting, I want you to have that same kind of excitement when you see something fun on the wine aisle. Okay, so let's get into these wine buying tips. So part one, my top recommendation when you're trying to find some good bottles of wine and you need some help, visit a small wine shop, right? This is my number one advice 
visit a small wine shop if you can. I know this is not accessible to everybody, whether you don't have time to stop or there's not one local to you. Please stick around. I do have recommendations for those tips at your local liquor store, grocery store, big box store, what have you. But we're going to start with a small wine shop just in case, you know, you ever come across one and you manage to get inside. The reason I recommend this is because every bottle on their shelves is a good quality bottle of wine. You might not like every bottle, but at least you can be confident that they're all high quality because that's one of the first, you know, hurdles you have to get over when buying wine. And that is if you're buying a good quality wine, because some wines are just not great in general. Like it's not, it doesn't have to do anything to do with you. They're just not that exciting or they're kind of boring or something went wrong when they were making the wine. So when it comes to a small wine shop, you can at least have confidence that each of the bottles on the shelves are going to be a good quality wine. Now, I say all this and I know it can be intimidating. I actually, when I first started getting into wine, I started a wine club with friends um, and we'd each bring a bottle of wine to to a monthly wine night and we there would always be a theme. And so when Halloween came around, I chose the very scary theme um, where everybody had to go into a small wine shop and ask for a suggestion. I know, terrifying, right? Like that beats out any of those scary movies. But everyone did it and it was a really fun time. So like I said, I know wine can be intimidating. I mean, there is a local wine shop here in Seattle. It's called University Wines. It used to be in University Village. I think that's where it got its name. But now it's just a little further north on Sandpoint. But it's an amazing shop and it's owned by this guy named Gordon. And I'll admit the first time I walked into this shop, I was very intimidated because it was this older white guy. And I'm like, what is he going to think of me, this young girl? Uh, you know, what do I know about wine? Like, how do I ask? But as soon as I asked him about his wine, I just, I generally just, you know, I said, I was look, I'm interested in wine and I'd love to know what you recommend. He immediately, you know, big smile on his face. He started walking me around the store, showing me things. He pulled out these picture books from he takes a yearly visit to France to, you know, get a lot of the wines, which is why University Wines, best place for French wine. You got to go visit if you're in Seattle. But anyway, he's showing me all these pictures, showing when he visited, you know, and just really the thing is wine people love talking about wine. So if you're ever intimidated, just know that you're making that person's day by asking them questions about wine. So in order to help with this intimidation and in order to help you find good bottles of wine, you're going to want to prepare ahead of time and then, of course, ask for help. So what do we want to prepare? First thing you're going to want to prepare, there are three things. First thing, what wine do you like or don't like? You can either do specific bottles. Like again, I would if, if I was just starting out, I would say I really enjoy this Nobilo Sauvignon Blanc. You can also tell them things you don't like. And again, this can be things in general. Maybe you don't like I don't like when a wine, you know, makes you know, makes my mouth feel dry right? And that's the tannin. You don't like high tannin. But uh, the person owning the wine shop will perfectly understand, I don't like when my mouth feels dry. So you're going to tell them what you like and what you don't like. And if you're not sure what you like, go back and listen to episode one of this. I share my four steps for learning how to taste wine, and those will help you explore wines and figure out what you like and don't like. Or you can come taste with me in a private tasting, offer these virtually or in person, or come join the court crew membership so I can help you out. All right, so now we know what wine do you like, what do you don't like. You've shared that information. So a lot of times, you know, I might walk in, I say, I'm really loving a full-bodied white wine right now, but I don't want it to be too high in alcohol. 
and I want to explore something kind of unique and different, right? So I'm, I'm kind of sharing in what I like. And then I might say as well, I don't love the flavor of, of pineapple or something in my wine, right? So that gives them an idea. Now you're going to tell them your price point. And I highly recommend do not shy away from this, right? Like their goal is not to upsell you. They want to find a wine that's in your comfort zone. So you're going to say what you like in a wine and what you don't like. And you're going to say your price point. So a lot of times I'll say, I'm looking for a bottle under $30. I'm looking for a bottle under $15. Whatever your price point is, don't be afraid to share it. There's no judgment. They want to find something that you're comfortable purchasing. And finally, you're going to share an occasion. Now, the occasion could simply be, I'm just looking for a bottle of wine to drink tonight with dinner, or I'm just exploring and want to find something fun. But it could also be, I'm going out with, you know, I'm going over to a friend's house and they're cooking lasagna for dinner. What would you recommend I pair with that? You know, or I'm going to a party. There's going to be a bunch of people there. What would be a good wine to bring? Anything along those lines, just let them know all of those things, you're going to let them know what wine you like or you don't like, your price point, and your occasion. And then they're going to find some recommendations for you. Now, this all can sound very overwhelming. So I have put together some scripts to help you. And you can also find these scripts. I'm going to have them in my blog post and in the show notes. So head to corkandfizz.com slash blog, I think it's called, or wine blog. (laughs) I'll have the link in the show notes. So you can check these out and you can use these scripts to help yourself find some new wine. So for example, you might say I'm having X for dinner. So let's say I'm having pizza for dinner tonight. What bottle under X dollars would you recommend to pair with it? So using that script, I'm using, I'm having pizza for dinner tonight. What bottle under $15 would you recommend to pair with it? Another example, I really like blank wine, but I want to try something new. What would you recommend under X dollars? So if I'm using that example, I might say, I really like Chenin Blanc, but I want to try something new. What would you recommend under 20 bucks? Another one that I love asking, and this is if you're feeling a little more adventurous, is what bottles in the shop are you most excited about right now? I'd love to try something new. And like, trust me, this is going to find you like the best bottles in that wine shop. Like these are going to be the value bottles. I remember when I asked this um, at a shop I went to recently and they like took me to this area. I also told them kind of they're like, okay, yeah, but what do you like? Because it was a really big wine shop. <laughs> and so I, again, I told them about I'm really into full bodied whites right now. Those are kind of like, I think like a big Chardonnay, Roussan, Vuignet, those all kind of fall under that. They've, they've got a lot of oomph to them is what I like about them. So I told him that. He immediately took me to the shelf and was like, you're going to love this wine. We actually got this on accident. We wanted their other style of this, but this is going to be the full bodied version. And we actually got it at a discount. So you get to share that discount with us. And all because I just asked him, what are you excited about right now? You know, and then he started taking, you know, he, we went all over the store and it was so much fun. So again, it really takes that intimidation factor and turns it on its head and just makes it really exciting to find these new wines. So again, if you want to review these, I'll have these on my blog, link in the show notes to that. That is visiting a small wine shop. Now, I understand that not everyone has access to a small wine shop or the time to make an extra stop at one. So I have some tips for shopping on your own, whether it's at a local liquor store, your grocery store, a big box store like Total Wine or BevMo, you can use these tips to find wine. Do you ever feel like you're stuck in a rut, doing the same old thing day in and day out? 
You wake up, go to work, come home, go to bed, and repeat. When life gets busy, it can be easy to fall into that routine and forget how important it is to prioritize joy and fun. But what if I told you there was a way to break out of that cycle? A way to bring more excitement and adventure into your life. And it involves one of the most wonderful things in the world, wine. Introducing my Court Crew Virtual Tasting Club. This is not your ordinary wine club. This is a community of people who are passionate about exploring new flavors, learning about different wine styles, and having fun along the way. Each month, we'll select two styles of wine to focus on. We'll taste them together virtually, all while learning more about the regions that the wines are from and the grapes that make the wine. You'll also have the opportunity to meet winemakers, sommeliers, and other wine professionals through our monthly community events. But it's not just about the wine. It's about breaking out of your routine, trying new things, and having a little fun. Imagine being able to impress your friends at your next dinner party with your newfound wine knowledge. Feeling confident when you walk into a wine shop, knowing exactly what to look for and what you'll enjoy. Imagine adding a little bit of excitement to your everyday life. So why not do something for you? Come join the Court Crew Virtual Tasting Club and start exploring the endless sea of discovery and joy that is the world of wine. Sign up at my website, corkandfizz.com slash the court crew. And don't forget to use code wine101 to get your first month free. And now back to the show. What you're going to do is start with a bottle of wine that you like. All right. So in a specific bottle works really well here. Okay. Now, when you're looking at that bottle, you're going to figure out three things. First, you need to figure out what grape is in that bottle. This is the variety. So Chardonnay, Merlot, Grenache, Cabernet Sauvignon. There's 10,000. So I'm not going to list all of them for you. But a lot of times if it's from the U.S. or honestly anywhere but Europe, it'll say the grapes on the bottle somewhere. You'll, you'll be able to see it somewhere. Now, if it's hard to find it or your bottle is from Europe, I typically will search that bottle on Google or a really helpful app. Here's Vivino. It's V-I-V-I-N-O, Vivino. Download that app and you can actually take a picture of the label on your wine and then it will look it up and it'll actually tell you all three of the things that I'm going to tell you to look up, but it'll also tell you what grapes it's made out of. So first thing about your wine, you're going to figure out the grapes. Then you're going to figure out what region of the world is that wine from? Is it from, you know, Santa Barbara in California? Is it from Walla Walla in Washington? Is it from the Loire Valley in France? And with this one, you're going to look for these. They're usually an abbreviation. It'll say AVA, DCOG, IGT. That'll give you a hint as to the region. And again, if you're struggling or it's not super obvious on the bottle, go ahead and use that Vivino app. That will be super helpful. You're also more than welcome to send me a picture of the label. Go ahead and send me a picture of it on Instagram. You can find me at Cork and Fizz, and I'm more than happy to help you figure this stuff out. So we have the grapes, grape or grapes. There could be multiple or just one. The region, where is it from? And then you're looking for the producer, essentially who made the wine. On the back of almost every bottle of wine, there's going to be something that says produced by. And that is going to be your producer, the winemaker that you're looking for. 
Okay, so we have grape, region, and producer. Now you're going to look for a wine that has something in common with your favorite wine, but also something different. So I call this rule the change one thing rule, though to be fair, sometimes you change more than one thing. So maybe I should call it like the keep one thing the same. I don't know. That gets kind of long. So we're going to call it the change one thing rule when we're going shopping. So now you have in mind, and you could even have these written down, the grape, the region, and the producer of that bottle that you like. And now you're going to look for a bottle that has some of those things in common, but one thing different. So let's think of an example here. So let's say your favorite wine is actually, let's go back to my favorite wine that I talked about earlier, that, that one that I bought all the time. So that is a Nobilo. So Nobilo is the producer. Sauvignon Blanc is the grape, and it came from, I want to say, Marlboro, New Zealand. So that's my region. So when I go to the grocery store or the liquor store or whatnot, I'm going to look for a wine that's similar but slightly different. So I might look for a Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand by a different producer. Maybe Kim Crawford is a good example of one there. There's a ton of them. You're going to find a bunch. But that's one where I'm keeping the grape and the region the same, but I'm changing who made it. Another thing I could do, maybe I'm going to branch out even more. I'm going to look for a Sauvignon Blanc, but I'm going to change the region. So you also change the producer in this sense, but we're focusing on changing the region. So I might find a Sauvignon Blanc from California or maybe Washington or maybe Loire Valley, right? So again, I'm keeping the grape the same, but changing something else. Or maybe I really love like Nobilo, the producer, and I want to see what else they make. I want to say they have a rosé, like a rosé of Pinot Noir. So maybe I pick that up and I keep the producer in the region the same, but I change the grape. You could also, did I miss anything? Oh, yes. You could keep the region the same. So Marlboro, New Zealand, but maybe try a different grape from that region. So something like a Pinot Noir is very common there. I want to say they make some Riesling as well. And then this one, again, you're probably going to change the producer too, but you're keeping the region the same. So you know you like things from Marlboro. In this way, you're getting to try something new without having to go too far outside of your comfort zone. And it lets you explore but not too crazy, right? You never have to worry of like, am I going to absolutely hate this? Chances are if you're, you know, keeping it similar to a wine you like, there's a good chance you're going to be at least, you know, a three out of five on the rating scale. And if you're curious what that is, go listen to episode one uh, where we talk about our rating scale. And the important thing here too, when you're exploring each of these wines and when you're tasting them, be sure to follow those four tasting steps that I teach in episode one so you can figure out what you like, right? Like maybe I went down the route and I ended up being like, oh, that Sauvignon Blanc from France from the Loire Valley was great. Now what else do I try? And then from there, you just keep exploring and, and soon you'll find that you've tried so many new wines. So that is the tip um, for buying wine at the grocery store. You're going to know, figure out the grapes, the region, and the producer of your wine. You can either send me a picture of the label or use the Vivino app to help you out here. And then when you head to the store, you're going to look for a bottle of wine that's similar but slightly different from your favorite bottle. All right, there you have it. Those are my tips for buying wine and making wine buying easy and less scary. And now that wine aisle is no longer intimidating, but it's a sea of joy and discovery. I love it. I just find it exciting. (laughs) And I hope you do too. Now, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Cork and Fizz Guide to Wine podcast. If you loved it as much as I did, I would really appreciate it if you could take a quick second to rate it and leave a review. 
And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. We release new episodes every Wednesday. In next week's episode, I'll be interviewing the female-founded wine company with a can-do spirit. You'll, you'll understand here in a second. We'll be talking about sustainability and what makes their canned wine, get it, can-do, can-do spirit, canned wine. Okay, see, connection. What makes their canned wine so special and so good. Thanks again for listening. And if you want to learn more about wine, come follow me at Cork and Fizz on Instagram. And if you're interested in exploring new wines, be sure to sign up for my virtual tasting club, The Cork Crew. You can use code WINE101 to get your first month absolutely free. Cheers! <laughs>